has your day been so far? Oh, it's been pretty good. Um, I I actually kind of freaked myself out in this new role that uh, I'm studying for. And one of the things that I do is like, I kind of like let the character like come to the surface and then I just start writing as the character. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, oh man, it's like a, it's a narcissistic character. Um, and like you have to be like really twisted to get into like that mindset and so what I wrote basically was like a mind fuck and I had my roommate read it when she came home and having previously been through like a a narcissistic relationship with her ex-husband she was like I gotta put that away she's like I gotta drink like oh my god and I like freaked myself out too so I'm like oh my god (laughs) yeah so 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 basically when you write you write as that person (laughs) Okay, uh, I love you. We're getting married. We're gonna have two kids named Aria and Nala. Aria's <laughs> gonna be the youngest one. We're gotta get a dog, maybe two. I don't know, cause that's no how way. I write. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, two ways I write. Like I'm actually working on a, a project right now. Have you seen? Uh, Guess I haven't, but I've heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, well, basically, I'm turning it into a musical, and uh, my friends were all like, oh, how are you going to write it? Is it going to be like Hamilton? And I was like, I don't know, because, like, the way I write, once I get a story, I see it in my head, and I write it. It's like a movie. Everything's produced. I see the stage, the furniture, everything, and I just write from what I see and that's how I write the dialogue so I kind of write like that too like I put myself in the characters and I actually write that's no that's powerful though like that's it's definitely you know I think it's definitely as close as you can get to method work even just like as a writer (laughs) you just have to be in that mindset yeah yeah and like say for instance uh the first story I ever wrote was called Forgetful Tears, and I used my uh, friends as the characters, and, like, my friend was reading it saying, oh, you know, she was ready to criticize it. She was like, he's not going to get me at all whatsoever, and she was reading it, and she was so weirded out because she's like, everything on this paper, like, I would have said in that situation. Like, how did you know? Yeah, you know no, I mean? it's just, it's creepy, though, like, especially when I go into like these different roles and these different characters, I just kind of wonder like, uh, where did that come from? Like I literally just allow whatever comes to the surface. I, I don't judge it or whatever. And I just write and it just immediately just sinks into my brain as like, oh, totally different character. Like just crazy. So crazy. Yeah. yeah. Is that how you do it? Well, that is, too? that's actually, yeah, that's actually how I'm getting into this, uh, this other character is I'm like, I, I do like a backstory, but instead of doing a backstory, which you're kind of taught in acting school, like, like about like what happened to them and stuff. I, I write as that character. So I connect with that character, like emotionally already. And then, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to try that. Another thing that uh, helps with backstory a lot 
is when you're on set and like if they're if they have a house or a room or just a place that they frequent what's in their room like what's in their oh, house yeah, you know what i mean um, that's actually what i did with my my last character so not only do i um like basically create a journal and write like as that character and i only do it a few times a day like i dedicate all those different times and then you know it just sinks in more and more but yeah like you you get their favorite candle you get their favorite sweater and you just you spend time like being being essentially that character because I don't see it as just a character but it's like a person so yeah I totally understand it from that perspective exactly so like how I act usually like whatever character I'm auditioning for or whatever character I'm playing, I pick another character that's similar to that character and like I keep them in my head and it's it's hard to explain, but it's almost like say for instance, I don't know if you've seen the one act play, it's called uh God mm, of Carnage. I haven't, but again I've heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, well, basically, uh, so you know what it's about. So basically, I played the lawyer, and I used uh, Christian, I think it's, yeah, Christian Bale's character from American mm -hmm. uh, Psycho. And because, you know, he was kind of rich, fancy, suave. And so I used his character, and, like, I put him in my head, and every move that I would make, he would make and it kind of helped me get in the character so I do that as well as like the backstory and looking around the house seeing what items mm -hmm. you know what I mean like you know like say for instance why does he have um a picture that was made in 800 BC is he an art lover mm -hmm. you know stuff like that yeah no I mean it definitely sounds like you get into characters and roles in a way deeper way, um, you know, that's, that's like, method, um, even before you start shooting. And that's exactly, you know, what I do also. I feel like you have to have, like, you have to have that, that person, that personality before you shoot. Because it's just, it has to be a part of you. Like... <laughs> Yeah, like I uh like say for instance, um I did a one play where I was a homeless kid and I literally went under a bridge with my uh scene partner and we literally just read our lines under the bridge, you know, just to get a feel of everything. So yeah, I definitely say I am a method yep, actor. I have a similar yeah. situation to a homeless character as well. Like <laughs> Oh, yeah, I would say, you know, you and I should talk, but we're already talking, so. <laughs> right, you know. <laughs> so, um, with that being said, I see you're in voice Oh, yes. Too. Mm -hmm. I've been doing that for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and voice acting is handy, especially since Miss Rona was added to the group chat. So, oh, well, yeah. hello there. But <laughs> <laughs> No, we need to find who the admin is and get her the fuck <laughs> out. That's what we that's what we need to do. But um say for instance, um so what you what would you consider yourself first? Because me, I love musical theater, but I'm more of a screen actor first. 
and a musical theater kid second. So what would you say? Are you a voice actor first or are you like an actor first or a musical Definitely theater? Definitely a screen what? actor first uh, and voiceover actress second. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. What do you like about voice acting so uh, much? I think it's the freedom to be able to make like all these different crazy faces and like like you can't do that in front of a camera because it can get distracting but you know when it comes to like different uh you know voice acting it's it's usually usually especially with animated it's going to be over the top it's going to be a little bit different than if you were in front of a camera um and you could just have this freedom to to move as long as you're still in front of the microphone, um, you know, be sort of big and, and awkward or, or, or scary with your movements and definitely with your face too. You know, you can scrunch your face up and you have a whole different sound than if you still did that same kind of character voice, but you didn't scrunch your face up. So I think it's just so, so interesting and fascinating. And no one's there to be like, oh, that looks so weird. Like, or judge you. You're like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, when Proud Family was out, I was watching a documentary and uh, the dude was like, I love voice acting because I can come in dressed any way I want and I can literally make any face mm -hmm. I want. 100%. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely. So what have you done as far as voice acting? Like what if are some of the things that so you did? So I... Uh... I actually just did a project um, for a UK director. Um, and if you think about the shows that are like Dora the Explorer, so they're educational, but at the same time, they're entertaining. Um, you know, it's, it's that kind of show and it's teaching kids like in an app over there. Um, they just came out with it. Uh, how to do like their ABCs and like, you know, um, how to basically, you know, talk in like sentences so it's geared towards like preschool versus like you know vpk um and it's actually kind of perfect because i played this like sassy silly um kind of meek and shy at the same time character uh named cat and uh she is a cat <laughs> and it's just it's wow. really really interesting um but it's perfect because I actually, while I was recording with them remotely, I couldn't fly over there. Um, I had this conversation and I was like, um, is it okay if I just, you know, uh, do something a little bit before I say the lines? Um, and, and she'd be like, oh, okay. Is that just to like kind of set you in the mood, you know, cause, cause it's different, you know, with voice acting, you, you have to give yourself like a little bit of a, a beginning and something to go off of, almost like an antecedent, like what happened before, so that you can go right into it. Um, and so I did that, and she really, really liked it. And she's like, she's like you know, I really like the way that you're doing this. You know, it's, it's kind of funny, but it's at, at the same time really educational. And I was like, well, kind of perfect, because I was a preschool teacher. <laughs> So I have that background as well. So it really works to my advantage, like playing that sort of character. Nice, nice. You worked for Disneyland and Disney World. I did. Yep. What uh like what year did you work for uh Disney? Uh was it April 
2015. Which one? Was it Disneyland or Disney World? Okay, so Disney, Disney World. World, that was, yeah, that was 2015, I believe. Um, and I think that was till 2017. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to work at Disney World, too. That's why I asked. I saw that. I was no like, way. Oh. Okay, well, okay, what was your role there? I was a tour guide at a street Oh, that's performer. awesome. Okay, so I worked in entertainment, um, but I was one of the character attendants. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> well, yours is pretty cool. Street performer, like, rock on. I cannot dance worth <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, I can't do it. Like, I, I'm, I, I'm sure you could if you, you know, took some classes. I've taken you know. them, man. I mean... You want to wager that bet? <laughs> <laughs> what what dance class have you taken? Because I know uh, me, I've taken everything except for jive. Yeah, everything except for jive. But what what dance class? Well, I have, have no taken? idea what jive is, but I really want to know now. <laughs> uh, 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 jive is basically like, like you know that generic dance song like you like like they used to have it in every movie in the 90s okay okay i i can in my head okay. how it goes that's neat yeah and, and it's funny because i just hummed the beat to you and that does not describe what job is whatsoever that's so but, not fair jonathan but, but, but but no, what I was trying to do was like, I guess I was trying to paint a picture of the type of music they dance to, okay? Because it's funny, because I was like, da, 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 da. yeah, that's Jive. But no, um, Jive is basically, uh, it's kind of like picture swing, only harder. Oh, well, I can, I definitely not Jive. What? No, <laughs> I'm not jiving with that, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's basically swing, but like, man, it's amazing to watch. Like they kick their legs way up in the air, and it's very, you know, cla- like. Have you seen Mom? Uh, heard uh, Mambo yes, Number Five? That that's a song that you would uh, jive to, and it's very energetic. Uh, there's a lot of leg kicking. You know, it's very southern old school um harlem type dance oh, okay yeah. yeah you got me flashing back to the like like yeah that's what i was yeah that's what i was trying to do dang i was humming off beat too that's uh <laughs> that's the that that's the song that yep, i was trying yep. to do mambo number five <laughs> yeah i remember that yeah yeah and it's funny because I I love one plus one is two better than Mambo number five. Have you heard that? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I'd have to hear the beat or something, right? It's the same motherfucking beat as Mambo no number five. And it's hilarious because his whole CD, this is why he's a one hit wonder. His whole CD sounds the same. Really? Like literally, and it's hilarious. So I was to prove this to my friend. I went to a movie trade 
bought his CD, you know, and, you know, Mambo number five is a little bit of Monica in my life, a little bit of Rita by my yeah. side. And then um, one plus one is two goes. Let me show you one plus no. one is two. Let me show you things that no we can way. do. And the whole, <laughs> yeah, and the whole album is just this one generic beat. And he might change like one instrument throughout the whole song. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is hilarious. No way. I, How I like the record this. be like, <laughs> cool, signed? Like, <laughs> it did, it, it, it it, it did it did do anything <laughs> name five songs by him i dare you you can't you know i'm gonna totally look up look up yeah this artist wait what was his name again i forgot Ooh, let me fact check myself on that uh yeah because i for uh i forgot <laughs> you only know mom number <laughs> five so who sings it right like yeah, uh, Louis Vega. That's ah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look him up again. Um, but no. So back to your question. I got really distracted with the whole jive thing. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, um, that's jive. Yeah, um, but what was my question? Oh, you <laughs> oh yeah. What 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 class? Yes. Have you okay. So uh, I actually took a little bit of modern dance. Um, that wasn't too bad. And then I've taken jazz. Uh, and then also ballet. Um, I would say I like ballet the least, but it's because I'm not very graceful. Like as a human being, I'm not very graceful. So ballet hurts, man. That's why I don't like it. it hurts. Too much. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I just feel, I don't know. I feel like the people are very judgy. I'm like walking in at this like leotard and they're doing perfect plies in fifth position and I'm like in second position or third or whatever and they're like like the the instructors are very like they're very specific especially when I went to um Perry Mansfield uh art camp that was where I grew up in Steamboat Springs Colorado and they flew these instructors mm -hmm. down from like New York and I mean they were they were like no bs <laughs> <laughs> like when you were auditioning for them it was no bs and when you got in the class like if you were in the beginning you, you were definitely like you earned just in the beginning you were not going past that like and they were very very yeah. like just i don't know i feel like it's very um proper specific it's a beautiful dance you know but um but I don't know. I just I liked jazz a little bit more because I felt like you got to be a little looser, have a little attitude in ballet. I, I felt like it was just to be very, very, um, you know, beautiful and expressive. But I was. Well, 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 low key, it might be all in your head because ballet and jazz are literally the same no way. thing. Only. Yeah. Jazz. I, I like to call jazz ghetto ballet because it's doing the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing on purpose. So like, say for instance, a uh, pas de deux in uh, ballet is done incorrectly in jazz, but it's like purposeful, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Like, like, like in jazz, everything is the opposite. I know that. I know that for a fact. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean but yeah, my uh three my favorite three uh favorite styles was uh tap 
hip hop and ballroom. I love ballroom the most, but uh, hip hop is definitely fun. I think you should try that out. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I have taken a hip hop class. That's when I lived in San Diego. Um, so I did take a hip hop class. Uh, it was it was pretty fun. I don't I don't know. Uh, it's just dancing has never really been like my go to thing. Like if I had to choose something, I just feel like I express myself so mm -hmm. much uh so much more and artistically uh you know with acting versus like my just like my body but that's that's just me that's a me thing yeah but i feel like uh i feel like if you were playing a character that did dance you could pull it off oh yeah definitely i think it starts with you know connecting with the character emotionally um and it's it's very it's very weird when I when I connect to characters, um, it's almost easier to separate like to just like separate myself and go strong into a character than it is to be like Laura and do a dance. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. I, that's always just been like a thing. Um, you know, you asked me to give a speech in in school, and I'm up there and I'm a nervous freaking wreck. But if I just pretend that I'm someone else or pretend that I'm, you know, this person instead, uh, or, or pretend that I've done this for, for forever, I will be the most confident speaker like you've ever seen. But it's all about like, you know, what you tell yourself in your mind for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Now, can you sing? Uh, I can. Yeah. That's going to come in handy. So um, I find it funny how we've been talking for 21 minutes and I only asked you like one question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conversation, you know, give and take. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, but, but no, like it's a good thing. Like I love interviews like that because it actually means I'm connecting and vibing with the person. You know, it's not like I hate those like, ping pong question and answer interviews you know yeah they're they're a bit dry just a bit dry <laughs> yeah okay so um first question what inspires you as an actor oh easy um actually just to understand people um you know i i was always really into psychology and the way people think and why they think uh, you know, what they think and just their whole backstories and what makes a person react this way. Um, I just was really interested in the human mind. Like, even even as like a, a young kid, um, I would just, you know, be fascinated uh, with just like switching off whatever I was doing and however I was thinking and just being a whole different person. Um, you know, sometimes... <laughs> sometimes I would even like, oh, I did this thing and I feel so horrible about it. But I would have to say that this is where I knew that I was really, really talented and I can make people think, um, you know, whatever I wanted them to. So uh, my little sister, she's she's three years younger than me. Um, but we had these rooms where mine was like at the bottom of the stairs and hers was at the top. And she would be scared and she would want to come and like sleep with me in my room. And this was probably when I was around, gosh, I would say, I would say like probably seven, 
um, like seven years old. <laughs> and so she'd be coming down and she'd be like, she'd be like, Laura, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. And, um, and I'm like, I'm like, Rochelle, just go to bed, go to bed, you know? And, and so then she would go to, um, go to her room, but she would have like a fit. And I remember what I did. And again, I feel so bad about this, but I went into her room and I became this different person. And I, I, I called myself Sarah and she, she started getting like really upset and uh and you know I don't remember exactly what I said but I just remember that I was she was like Laura you're scaring me Laura you're scaring me I'm like I'm not Laura I'm Sarah and I just like completely switched and she was screaming (laughs) and she was so scared and she like sprinted down from her bedroom all the way to like my parents room and I went back into my room and my mom comes in my room and she's like she's like Laura Noel, how dare you scare your sister? And I was like, Mom, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I just like, <laughs> I was like, Mom, wow. I've been here the whole time. So then she would, you know, scold me and say, like, you know, get to bed, you know, be nice to your sister. And then Rochelle went back up to the room. And then I came in, but this time I came in as as Laura. And I was like, I was like, Shell, are you are you okay? Like <laughs> she just was like, well, I don't know what happened, but there was a girl who looked like you, and she was Sarah, and I'm like, oh, she's not gonna come back again. Like, oh my god, what an asshole I was. <laughs> wow. So so other than putting your sister in physical therapy, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I found that way, you know, that I could I could like make people believe, like you know, who, like, who I wanted them, like, to think that I was. So I found that out as, like, Mm -hmm. a very early age. So was that the exact moment, like, your eureka moment where you were like, oh, I can do this for a living? I mean, I don't think it was. There was also this time, too, where uh, I would... I would like, and this is this is on my website too. I remember I wrote about it. Um, so basically, I didn't really have any many friends at school. Um, I was kind of the the antisocial type. So I would like run around the playground, and I remember I would sing like a whole bunch of Disney songs, and I'd literally pretend like I was that princess. Um, and I remember singing like just around the river bend. And I would just like, you know, sing like just around the river bend and like, like do the monkey bars, twirl around, um, you know, completely yeah. just get lost in my own world. And then I noticed that at that time we actually had like, like sixth graders that were uh, there too, because it went up to sixth grade instead of fifth grade. And they would just be watching and they would start clapping <laughs> as I'm just like performing my own little thing all around this like playground by myself and then they started uh actually coming uh up there to see me just do all these different things so sometimes I would be like Ariel uh sometimes I'd be Pocahontas um you know sometimes I would pretend to be uh Wendy I loved those three especially Wendy Um, yeah so yeah, you know, and I just I noticed that like, you know, I I attracted this this audience, but at the same time I didn't do it for the like attraction. It was just a thrill to be other people. Like it was just a thrill for me. And I mean, it distracted from the fact that like I didn't have any friends. 
<laughs> yeah, I um, I love stories like that where people say, oh, I started acting from a very young age because honestly, I cannot remember a time where I didn't want to be an entertainer. Yeah, it's like like even as a kid worshiping Barney. I literally would like point to the TV and be like, mom, I want to play with Barney. I want to be with those kids, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So I can definitely relate. I can definitely relate. Um, I'm going to ask you a list of questions. Uh, I do apologize in advance. They are kind of hard, but I'm going to ask them anyways. Okay. Ready. (laughs) Top three singers of all time. Ooh, okay. Top three singers. Um, well, I do. Okay, so I do love, I do love uh, Taylor Swift. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, she she really transcends herself, uh, especially from when she was like that, like small town kind of country singer, you know, and then she transitioned herself all the way to pop, but then she can. She can she can do so much with just the different material that um, that she chooses as far as like beats and as far as lyrics like she can do so much and um, you just get so caught up at least I do you get so caught up in the in the visions of what she's what she's singing about like you you feel like you're there like you can see it exactly like what's happening. Um, so- you like Taylor Swift? Oh my God, that is so unfortunate. <laughs> no, Sorry, I do. No. <laughs> No, it's just that I like, um, like, I feel like there's a feud going on in the music business, and I'm a huge fan of, like, everybody she hates. Oh. Like, <laughs> l- 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 like it's Demi, Justin, Ari, uh, Nikki, and then there's Taylor, Todrick, and whoever else she has on her side. But um, I will say this, and I don't know if you know this, but, like, I've, I like smoking cigars on occasion, and um, I wanted to know what the older white male considers good music, and they would always bring up Taylor Swift as their favorite artist of all time, and these were like, I want to say 60, 70, 80-year-olds, and Taylor Swift is a really good artist. You know, she... um, she definitely uh, has my respect as an artist because she writes all of her songs. No other artist does that. Um, and you know you've made it when you have, like, respect for people that don't even listen to your music. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely she's definitely a good artist. I just like... Uh, I just like old Taylor. Like I like back to December. I like Mm -hmm. crazier, you know, I want to dance to crazier at my wedding, you know, like crazier is a bop, you know? Yeah. 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 Give me two more. Who's your uh, two and three. Ooh. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, you're right. It's pretty hard because I'm like, oh, on the spot, and I didn't think about this. Um, because I just I listen to like just random things in the car sometimes. Um, let's see. Well, I've always loved like Blink One Eighty Two, but I think that just comes from being a '90s kid. Like, right? You know, <laughs> I don't know. All the small things is my favorite. <laughs> 
Uh, definitely. Uh, what about that uh, one song by Jimmy Eats World? Uh, it just takes some time to <laughs> yes. do it. Do a little bit of that. Definitely know? on my playlist. That is that is on there. <laughs> what about um, uh, Yellow Card? Um, yep. There's a place I used to sit with you. Da, 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 ocean, I forget how. Ocean the, uh, Avenue, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I love, I love. We would walk on the beach in our bare feet. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, the memories. <laughs> we were both the and it felt so right. Sleeping all day, staying up all night. Night, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, we, we need to do a car karaoke sometime, dude. We like, really do. Although I'm terrible at karaoke too, but I mean, you I think I feel like you're supposed to be. That, you know, maybe you are. <laughs> um, okay, I can't think of a third one. Let me think. Um, let's see. I mean, I really do like. I like Lady Gaga's old stuff. Uh, you know, like Poker Face, yeah, and Telephone. I'm Have you heard uh, Chromatica yet? <laughs> Which one? Chromatica is her newest one. I haven't. No, not yet. Okay, well, more homework besides listening to Louis Vega One Plus One. <laughs> I want you to check out Chromatica. When I tell, because she's going back to her roots on this one. This is why I feel like you'll like it. But when I tell you. I was like so blown away. Like it's the way Chromatica is like her own world, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's set up as her own world, and like the CD literally takes you there. And I was like, God, please open up the club doors, like you opened up the Ark in Noah, so I can throw ass properly to this album because I feel like it's a club album. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, this isn't enough just dancing at home. I need to be, you know, around my friends. I need to I need to have a tequila in my hand, you know? <laughs> okay, definitely going on my list for sure. Mm-hmm. I picture you with a pen and paper just writing stuff down. You know, I would if, if I had the pen part, but uh, missing that part right now. <laughs> yeah, plug it in your phone. Go to the notes and just, you know. Oh, my phone's kicked out. My phone's kicked out. I didn't want any more like, like distractions. Yeah, I feel yep. that. I, feel I was that. like, no, you you don't get to be part of this this party. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. I'll, I'll text it to you. I'll text it to you. All right. So- um, yeah. Um, let's see. Top three songs of all time. Oh, geez, so many music questions. Uh, okay. Let me think. Um, top three songs. Can one, all right, can one actually be from, uh, from a movie? So it's not necessarily an artist. Yeah. Okay. So then the Jurassic Park theme song. I have a thing for Jurassic Park. Love the theme song. Like literally on my, uh, my iPhone when I go in the car. And I mean, it might be because my Jeep also is like Jurassic Park themed. Like, I have the sticker and everything, but I love it. I love that movie. And I love like the just, I don't know, it's, it just takes you right back to the movie when you put it on your car. Like, I'm just like, da-da. Absolutely. No, like, oh, I love it. So that's... Was that Hans Zimmer? Do you know? Uh, 
I don't think that was Hans Zimmer. No. Um, I should know who does it. I literally just put on the song, though. Um, <laughs> probably, like, Google that. <laughs> if I had my yeah. phone in here, I'd figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So, Give me two that... more. Okay, let me think. Two more. Um, okay. Of all time, I... I do, I do like, again, like, going back to, like, my childhood, like, 90s, like, I love, I love Bye 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 by NSYNC. Oh, uh, yeah, whenever I'm doing karaoke, uh, I sing it, and my friends are, like, the backup dancers, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome, and everybody knows, like, the dancing, you know, with the little hands, like, bye, 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 like, it's just like, yeah. oh, it's so good, like, it's catchy. I, I mean, sometimes I wish that there were more songs like now in this generation that were like that. But I, I feel like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, they just so had like these beats where you could put that on anywhere and then you just like would groove to it. Everyone would groove to it. Like, again, I'm a 90s kid, so. Yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Park theme was sung by Boston Pops Orchestra Ooh. or scored by Boston Pops Orchestra. Mm-hmm. It's it's so beautiful i mean the fact that i mean i i love soundtracks to movies um i have like quite a few that i listen to also when i drive especially if i'm mm-hmm. getting into a certain kind of mood or i'm going to a certain audition um you know that's actually i listen to yeah actually i listened to before i did the um hhn audition for halloween horror nights uh i listened to the Stranger Things soundtrack, like the like the theme song when they o- first open up, because I knew it was going to be a Stranger Things uh, audition. Like they were doing it themed after Stranger Things, so that nice. got me like in the mood before before I um you know pulled pulled in my car and walked in. Um, nice. <laughs> what are your top three uh, soundtracks? I'll uh, I'll give you mine. I love um, Prince of Egypt. Okay. Definitely love Prince of Egypt. Uh, uh, I love Road to El Dorado. I feel like that's a very underrated mm-hmm. soundtrack. And I love Lion King 2. Have you seen Lion King 2? Yes, but not in a while. Wait, that was one. Hold on. Wait, that was one with Kovu and Kiara. Yeah, I, love- I like like I feel like it's the most underrated sequel. I think I I mean Disney movie, but it is the best sequel Disney has done to an animated movie. Like I liked it better than the first one. Oh, I loved it. I thought it the story was so well written, and it's not the same. Sometimes they they try to do that. You know, they try to do like a similar kind of storyline, but somehow change it. Um, you know, and add like a different character, a different villain. But they went like uh, I, I really like it because it's like you know yeah. the story of like the these two basically like these two lovers and they're from the opposite sides of the track so it's almost like a romeo and juliet kind of thing they're not supposed yeah to yeah it is it was it was <laughs> yeah it was based off of uh romeo and juliet because you know mm-hmm. lion king one was based off of hamlet oh you're right no yeah you're right i just thought about that yeah, even though they kind of deny it and say it's a coinky dink, I think they were inspired by Hamlet. <laughs> oh, 100%. I mean, a lot of things are inspired by, like, Shakespeare. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah no I agree with you with that and then like love will find a way that was my phone background for a little bit <laughs> like yeah having love will find a way and like Kobo and Kiara and they have like they're like looking up to the moon like yes yes <laughs> yeah unpopular opinion I love that better than can you feel the love I just love it like I love the uh the, I call them sister songs because they're similar. Like um, My Lullaby is basically Lion King's 2 version of Be Prepared. You know what I mean? Like I call them sister songs, but yeah, I love all of them better than uh, the first Lion King. Sorry, Elton John. No, I mean, it's true because even the My Lullaby, there's a certain like eeriness to that one. Like it was so good. Like I, I loved that one. Yeah. And, and I and I want to play Love Will Find like okay so the way I want my we I want my wedding to be like a musical everybody has to sing a song and I th that's one thing I want to sing when me and Ariana Grande get married we're singing <laughs> Love Can Find a Way Love Will Find a Way I love that song okay invite me I will I will be there <laughs> definitely definitely and like it, it's such a powerful song like the lyrics go in a perfect world one we've never known we will never need to face the world alone like they can have the world basically they're saying we know the world is tough but I'm here for you you don't have to do this alone matter of fact fuck it they can have this world it's just us too oh my god oh I know it's so powerful that's why I had it actually on my phone to like remind myself that that's that's the kind of relationship that I want is like it it ain't about like you know what everybody else wants or what everybody else thinks like you know if it's just like it's just you and me that's that's what it's about we'll find a way like we'll find a way to get through life together because that's that's how you do things you do things together so Bye, Clyde, you know? yeah you know like <laughs> i don't know i just i love that song it speaks a lot to me for sure um yeah. but yeah no my top my top soundtrack are you ready for this jonathan yeah <laughs> okay harry potter Yes, I love Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. I do. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It is like you wish you a, picked that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good soundtrack though. It really is. Oh, fantastic. So many people when they first like when that first came out, like everyone had that as their ringtone, like the dun 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 <laughs> like so cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I like uh I like girls that can do British accents, right? <laughs> and so I, I was on a date and uh, I was like, do a British accent. And we were like, just people were looking at us like we were insane because, you know, we were doing British accents. And I was like, uh, do you want some dobes? And she was like, <laughs> oh. And I said, do you want some dobes? And she was like, like the elf. And I, for some reason, I, I was convinced that a dobby was a cake. Oh, <laughs> but 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 I meant crumpets. That's what I meant. <laughs> when you say, "Oh my gosh," when you say Dobby, I think of like Dobby, Dobby the house elf, Dobby. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was talking about. Okay, well, do you want to make some Dobbies today? <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! But Harry Potter is a good one. Give me two more. Okay, 
Um, well, you already heard Jurassic Park. Uh, you know, I absolutely love that one. Um, and then the third one, it's hard because I really do love a lot of these Disney soundtracks. I don't know if I can just nail it down to one. Yeah. Um, like even Moana, I love Moana. I, I like when I preschool taught, uh, that's how I got the kids to actually like stop fighting and hold hands. And they all walked around in a circle in the classroom was the you're welcome song. And they couldn't wait for me to put that song on. So, oh, wow. you know, it was hilarious. The parents would come in and be like, oh, okay. Like everyone's like basically like kumbaya but they're all these like little three-year-olds walking around you're welcome like, yeah. <laughs> like oh man it was it was great so i don't know i just i i just i love 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 moana and especially with the um how far i'll go i uh, listen build that song man i mean that song i think that speaks to a lot of artists you know because we just we have you know especially when she talks about like i've been staring at the water for as long as i can remember you know never really knowing why and she's talking about like you know i've been staring at this dream and i've had this dream in front of me the whole time but i haven't had the you know um ambition to follow it to see where it goes and then she finally does and you know it turns into this like great big adventure and i think that's how a lot of artists feel you know like we're very we're judged a lot of times a lot of the times by our parents you know being like that's not really a career that's not what you should be doing you know do this stay here stay here it's safe you know and and that's kind of like you know stay on the island the island is what we know the island is what's safe well yeah but <laughs> there's so much out there to explore you know and you just have to follow it and you never know how far you'll go so i amen. love that amen <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> give me give me uh one more. One more. Hmm. Uh let's see. I've I've really gotta think on this one. Um okay, I do love I do love the new the new Cinderella. I love the movie and I love the soundtrack. I even have uh one of the songs, um the who is she one when she's like walking down into the ballroom that's my uh, that's my alarm <laughs> the, the new cinderella there's a new one yeah well the what the most new one like i think it was in, out in 2015 oh it, oh is that the live action one yes the live action oh i think they did so well on that i yeah. love that movie yeah it's funny because that's like like a lot of people hated that movie but i feel like it was a good movie it's just that now we're in like a feminist era and it came out in the wrong era uh agreed yeah yeah but it definitely was a good movie they have never made any bad remakes i said what i said <laughs> <laughs> no definitely i don't i don't think so either at yeah. least you so far <laughs> but i'm you know and they have so much more like they have uh emma roberts is that emma roberts no emma stone is playing corella deville like a younger version of her and then they have peter pan and you know so many others that i just can't wait for oh i can't wait for peter pan as yeah. love peter pan like pretended i was wendy like 
all the time. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited for uh, Mulan? I am. I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. You know, one of my favorite characters was Mushu. And I know that Mushu isn't in this. Yeah. Um, but I think that they'll still do, you know, they'll still do a good job. But it, it really just depends on, you know, how she plays it. Uh, you know, does she play it like super, super serious? Or is there some sort of kind of comical aspect? Because Mulan definitely has her her comedy moments. So, you know. Yeah. I, we'll uh, I, I want them to do Pocahontas. I fear they won't, but I would love to see a live action Pocahontas. Oh, me too. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, that would be a that would be an amazing movie. So, who's your favorite Disney princess, and what's your favorite Disney song? Ooh, you're asking such hard questions. Um, okay. Let's see. Favorite Disney princess. Um. Well, okay. So it's a tie. It's a tie between Anna. And Ariel, <laughs> ironically, they both have red hair. <laughs> but uh, it is funny because I was about to say Anna. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a lot like Anna. Like so many people saw that movie, and then they like all my friends texted me or called me, and they were like, "Laura, you have to see Frozen. It's you." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh," really? and I went there, and I was like, "Oh, well, yep, they're sort of right." <laughs> like. <laughs> so i love i love her though i love how she's she's very real you know she's she's very real awkward uh versus you know i think a lot of the princesses the classic ones were definitely not as awkward uh and not as real i think they were more um they were more uh sort of had their own secrets definitely beautiful um but they were a little bit more graceful and anna just takes the cake on not being like those <laughs> so like yeah and i love it and i love how she um she falls for Kristoff too who is definitely not the most graceful guy or you know manliest man on the planet either so yeah just yeah love it yeah definitely definitely what's your favorite disney song okay let me think um well, I do love, I do love for the first time in forever. Um, I definitely was not one of those girls that was all about let it go. I really wanted to let that song go, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the new one. I like Into the Unknown better, honestly. Oh, yeah. See, I, I have to say I wasn't quite a fan of the second movie. I just, I really wasn't. Um, but... I did like the song, um, even though it probably wasn't like the most pretty or stereotypical Disney princess song. Um, it was the one where it's like, uh, uh, let's see, the next right thing, that one, the next right thing in the second uh, Frozen, where yeah. you basically, you know, she's lost everything and she has to convince herself just to, you know, one step basically one step step again you know it's all that you can do is do the next right thing and you know true story I mean that's that's kind of how it is with you know when you feel like you you've lost everything certainly when you know I had 
I had like really, really deep depression. Like that's the only thing you can do is the next right thing. That's the only thing that gets you up out of the morning is just like, like just one step at a time. And I thought they, they related that really, really well. Um, you know, because that's, that's really all that you can do. And, and then you just keep going and going one more step, one more step and, and things, things will get better. Um, Mm -hmm. So I really did like that song. Yes. And what was the first one you said again? Oh, for the first time in forever. Uh, can you sing a little bit? Oh, man. Uh, I can. I'm not really warmed up. Um, let's see. Uh, for the first time in forever, there'll be music, there'll be light. For the first time in forever, I'll be dancing through the night. Don't know if I'm elated or gassy, but I'm somewhere in that zone. Cause for the first time in forever, I won't be alone. Yay. <laughs> I swear, I swear two birds just sat on my windsail and started harmonizing with you <laughs> okay like rats and squirrels are making my clothes as we speak okay oh, i'm loving it <laughs> <laughs> like that was that are you a disney princess in disguise that's exactly what people say they, they you know they really say that about me um they don't know like like if you don't know me personally that's kind of what they compare me to they're like oh laura's so bubbly and she's so like upbeat you know and, and awkward she's got to be a disney princess you know but i have i have so many other levels but uh but yeah i mean i probably was yeah. a Disney princess in my past life like yeah now say for example you mentioned depression i know a lot of people have that how did you overcome it Ooh, um yeah that's a that's a really tough one uh i would have to say uh it wasn't it wasn't with therapists that's for sure um you can go to as many therapists as you know you can but it really falls on you to make the change not so much you know their their coping mechanisms and everything um so for me i always so i always lived alone um once you know i lived from um it went from like apartment to apartment i was always by myself and I remember having conversations with my mom and, you know, some would just end in tears, just being like, mom, I'm so alone. You know, um, I was in actually a really terrible relationship that was emotionally abusive and it ended up like he would just want me back, but just, just to get what he wanted. And then he would go away and it just tortured me. Like it tortured me. I didn't have anybody. Um, and I just moved to Tampa by myself from Orlando, uh, to take this preschool job. And, uh, in the waiting before that started, uh, I, I was just like, I'm, I'm so alone. I'm so alone. And, you know, I, I clung to, to him again. Cause he was like, well, you know, I, I'll go ahead and I'll help you out. And again, he, he got what he wanted and then left me again. Um, so I was just like, I, I just felt awful. And I started thinking about, um, once I was at preschool and I had been in that lead teaching position, like, all this love that these kids bring and you know how they're they're just so 
unconditional. They don't really want anything other than just, you know, your your attention, your love, and for you to understand them, you know, to speak their language. And I do that really, really well with kids. And I noticed when I got home, that feeling would go away. And I just was like, you know, I think I'd feel better if I had, you know, someone or something to take care of because it would take the focus off of myself and all of this, you know, heartbreaking stuff that I'm going um, you know, I thought about it and I started like actually looking for uh, looking for puppies. And I was like, you know, I never raised a puppy on my own. And of course, being a preschool teacher, um, it was hard because it gave me a lot of like, like baby fever. I basically I wanted a kid so bad. And I was like, but I have no one to share it with, you know, and I, I'm not ready to be a mom either. So I was like, well, maybe I could get a pet. So I fell in love with uh, my dog that I have right now. His name's Kenai, and he's this white little Pomsky. And I remember, yeah, and I remember going in there and, you know, he just woke up for a second. He wasn't even like available and he woke up for a second and he and I locked eyes and he has like these bright blue eyes. And I just knew I was like, no, he's the one. And I remember getting him that next day. Uh, I got out of preschool uh, teaching early so I could go and get him. And it was so, so like, like the, like the worst day. <laughs> it was the worst day in Florida. And I was carrying him out. And I remember having this feeling that like, this is like, this is like my little son. Like this little being depends on me. So I put him in the car. I, you know, and I put him on the passenger side and I'm driving. And as soon as I'm driving, uh, he's trying to like crawl over. So he crawls onto the seat, passenger seat, and then he crawls onto my lap as I'm driving. And he curls up in this little like Arctic fox kind of circle. And then he just lays there and tears just started running down my face. And I was like, I love you so much. And it was at that moment that my depression started to go away because for now on, I had like some sort of reason, some sort of reason for living, some sort of reason to go on. And that was to just to take care of him. Yeah. But one thing we must remember to do is not look for, and I, I feel for you because I'm the exact same way. Like I'm a wolf. We run in packs, you know, like I hate being alone uh, by myself and you know I can relate you know there were times where I was trying to find happiness and you know other people but you know we have to learn to love ourselves first you know that's true yeah well that was a form of loving myself because it reminded me like that I I am strong I was like each time that I, I like woke up you know six times six times a night to go and take him out to like go potty. And then he would like howl and everything. And I, I'd have to get up and go to work the next day. I just kept telling myself, I'm like, I've been through so much shit, like in my life, I can do this. Like I can do this, you know, I can teach these kids at school and I can, you know, teach them manners and, and make them into creative, awesome human beings into, you know, um, whatever they want to do and support them. I was like, I can, I can raise this little puppy. And it just, it built my confidence up so much that that's when I was, um, I was able to like, you know, have that confidence level to be like, okay, I can take on 
you know, more roles now. Now I can, I can take on more auditions, but I really had to just, I, I had to have some sort of, some sort of re- like reason. Like sometimes it's a friend that pulls you out of it. I feel like it was Kenai that pulled me out of it. Like I had no choice. <laughs> like, and it just built my confidence from there. Yeah, well, I'm so glad you've grown since then. Because, I, like I said, I know how hard that could be, you know. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And, I mean, you, you get your moments. I, I think anybody with depression would definitely know it, it does. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say the bulk of it probably goes away. But you do have your moments. But they're not so, so low that, you know, like, mm-hmm. so incredibly low you can't get out of bed anymore. Um, yeah. Remind yourself that life 